If you really knew me. If you really knew me. If you really knew me. If you really knew me, you would know. Hey, who are you? Who, me? Yeah, you. It's Monday! Hello and happy Monday, Park Day School. You're tuned into the very first episode of If You Knew Me Monday, a new Park Day podcast to help you start your week off with a new piece of Park Day perspective. Say what? My name is Arjuna Saeed, Park Day's Director of Equity and Inclusion and the host of If You Knew Me Mondays. Each episode, you'll hear an assortment of voices from our community. We'll be interviewing a different person, both staff and students, to help us learn more about who they are beyond what we see. We'll be hearing about what's happening in their classes and in their life and talking about identity, equity, and justice in our school and community. At If You Knew Me Mondays, we're interested in talking to our Park Day friends to learn more about what guides them, what inspires them, and what fulfills them. Along the way, we hope to inspire you, too, to think about these same questions in your own life. This production is being made along with student audio storytelling in our middle school equity and justice classes and the 8th grade capstone course. 7th and 8th grade students will be creating and sharing their own audio productions to explore themes of identity, justice, equity, and activism. Say what? Later in our season, you'll have a chance to hear directly from students and to hear some of their fabulous creations. Today's show will reflect our current focus on identity. I'll be asking our guests questions about their own identity, both as a person and as an educator, and any other intersections we might stop by to explore. We'll be kicking off season one by stopping by the office of our very own, much-loved new head of school, Angela Taylor. Hi, Angela. Hi, Arjuna. Thanks for being our first guest, and welcome to FU Newby Monday. Thank you. I'm very excited. Angela, I just want to say how excited I am to have some time to sit down with you outside of our busy schedule, <laughs> or maybe in the middle of our busy schedule. <laughs> yes, yes. So just to learn more about you, since uh, even before your first day, you really hit the ground running full force, guiding our whole community through this crazy maze of designing remote learning and planning for our reopening and starting to build towards a strategic plan. And on top of this, keeping up with all of the the never ending stream of public health information. (laughs) Um, You're like almost a certified epidemiologist now, right? I'm working on it. So that said, we really haven't had a whole lot of time to sit down and get to know each other. So I'm really excited to have this moment with you. So, uh, Angela, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good today. The sun is shining, there's no smoke in the air, and I hear children's voices off in the, in the distance. So it almost feels normal. Oh my gosh, let me just soak that up for a minute. Sounds sweet to me. So we're going to go ahead and get started with one of my favorite prompts. I use this a lot in class, and it is the classic, if you really knew me, you'd know that. So I'm going to go ahead and let you answer that. If you really knew me. If you really knew me, you would know that I am an introvert masquerading as an extrovert. No. You would not imagine someone who prefers to be alone and read and have quiet time would choose a job that puts me so much in front of others. But because I love kids so much, I believe that this is the right place for me right now. But I do cuddle up with a good book when I get home and I read anything that has nothing to do with COVID. 
Oh my gosh. So I want to go ahead and, and give our listeners a chance to just hear a little bit more about how you got to this current moment in time. What led you on your current path to teaching and leading school communities? I think I was one of those kids who always knew I was going to be a teacher. Um, every teddy bear and every doll I had got taught by me. Every little cousin I had, I had to teach. So I always taught. And so when I became an adult, my parents, as an only child, told me that I was going to be a doctor. And I said, fine, if you want me to be a doctor, then I'm going to be a pediatrician because I have to, in some way, touch the lives of kids. And I went to Spelman College in Atlanta, and I started out as a biology pre-med major. And I made it to my sophomore year and got weeded out by organic chemistry and realized that this was not the path for me. And I immediately shifted to uh, education and child development, and I haven't looked back. So I started my career as a pre-K teacher. I've taught fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh grade. But as I said, I want to touch the lives of children in a big way. So I decided to be an administrator. Um, but I, one person really mentored me um, in my very first teaching job. Her name was Marcia, and she was a woman of color um, as a head of an independent school. So I looked at her way back then and said, I'm going to be you when I grow up. And 30 years later, I am now heading uh, a small progressive independent school just like Marcia. And when I heard about the opening at Park Day, um, I just knew it was time. And then I stepped foot on campus and it was like I was coming home, literally. Amazing. Shout out to Marcia. Thank you. <laughs> so let's go a little bit further. Can you share a little bit about how or what parts of your identity inform your approach and your experience as an educator and leader? I think the part of my identity maybe being a, a, a black woman from the South, um, the way you deal with children is they're precious. Um, I had aunts and, and, and uncles and, and family members who literally called me precious my entire life. So I grew up with that frame. And so entering my professional life, um, just because of that identity, I see those children, each and every one of them, as precious. And so whatever I can do to create a situation where they are loved and seen for who they are, precious, if we can do that first, the teaching will come. Say what? So Angela, you started Park Day at such a crazy time <laughs> in yes. this world on the planet in Oakland at Park Day. You've been running tirelessly every day since, again, before your, your first day. And um, I imagine that you've, you've been putting to great use a lot of skills you've picked up along the way. And I imagine you've had a lot of new experiences. Can you talk a little bit about what you've learned what you've learned about yourself as a new leader at Park Day during multiple pandemics. 
Well, um, this was certainly not the transition into Park Day that I envisioned when I had an opportunity to meet the community in the fall. And yes, I have hit the ground running. March 13th was a day that will forever live in infamy. That was the day that the Bay Area decided that we were going to go in the official shelter in place. And shortly thereafter in April, I started to engage with Park Day uh, with through board meetings and staff meetings so that there would be a seamless transition once I started on July 1st. Um, during that time, what I've learned about myself is that I can be uh, strong as a leader and steadfast in my beliefs while also being caring and supportive of the community. And one is not, they're not mutually exclusive. I've had to make some tough decisions that maybe weren't so popular to begin with uh, for, for all involved, but um, they've panned out. And we've had a very positive start to distance learning. I believe children are happy, teachers are happy, and families are happy. So what I hope to do is to ride this wave. Well, it sounds like you really had to embrace quite a bit of who you are. Yes. Yes. All right, we're going to switch gears a little bit, Angela. So the next few questions are coming from our sixth grade equity and justice students. Oh, great. <laughs> They've been talking a lot about identity and have some questions for you. Hi, I'm Rowan. I'm in sixth grade and I'm in Arjuna's um, equity and justice class. And I want to know more about my Sri Lankan and Indian ancestors. And um, I guess one part of my identity that feels really important right now is being a student at Park Day because I'm just trying to just, I, I guess, figure it out because of Zoom and just like starting in a new school on Zoom is kind of hard. But it's super awesome so far, and I really like it. Say what? And uh, Angela, I would like to know what parts of your identity feels most important right now. I think being black or African American right now feels like the most part, the important part of my identity. Um, with the other pandemic that our nation is dealing with in terms of racial injustice and police brutality, there's such a, a focus on Black Lives Matter. And I think more than anything right now, that's my, my big focus. Um, in terms of my connection to the nation, um, how can I use that identity to make sure that the lived experience of every child of color here at Park Day is um, impacted in a positive way so um, I'm able to see the world through the lens of being marginalized and how do you create a situation where um, as a leader of a school, those kids don't have those experiences. Hi, my name is Kadir. I'm in sixth grade, and I want to know what part of your identity do you want to learn more about? Hmm. You know, that's a that's a tough one, but I'm gonna say as a black woman, I'm not able to trace back my family history as far as many people can. And so I've always wanted to know more about my great great grandfamilies. You know, I can I I have stories from in the family from of my grandparents and my great grandparents, but it seems to stop there. Uh, for a variety of reasons. And so I would be curious to dive deeper and to find out what their lived experience was. I really feel like I stand on those shoulders and I just want to know what they, their lives were like. 
and what you're saying angelo really resonates with me i'm just thinking uh of myself as a child and in school talking about who we are where we came from and, and i remember feeling like i'm black and there were i knew that there were, there were other parts of myself that i couldn't quite explain and you know what i couldn't even explain what black was and had a hard time making that connection to Africa, even though I was aware that black meant African-American in, in that social context. And I, I knew that um, in my family, there were stories of um, our native blood and Seminole and Blackfoot, but they didn't really come to life in a way that, that made me feel confident in sharing those stories. And, and so in the face of the, the endless questions of who are you, what are you, I felt like my answer was always just kind of dependent on the moment and my mood and, and my confidence levels at that time. <laughs> can you relate and have you had those questions of what are you? Yes, I can relate. And it's funny you say Blackfoot because we have that in, 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 in my family as well. So if I were to break up my identity, um, you, I live and identify as a black woman. I'm from New Orleans. I'm a gumbo. So I have, you know, white and, and, and black and Native American, um, you know, genealogy. But knowing about any part of that genealogy, aside from my mother's father, who was white, I don't know. And, and, and his family disowned him when he married a black woman. And so I don't know that part of the family. Um, but that's still a part of who I am. Um, and people have asked, what am I? And I'm kind of like, well, I'm a black woman. That's how I identify. But I feel like I'm ignoring all of those other aspects of who I am. Say what? Mm, thank you for sharing something so personal. Um, I'm curious. Can you remember how you responded to those questions as a child? I think I gave pretty short answers because, like you said, the level of confidence to be able to go deeper, um, I just didn't have as a younger person. So if an adult or someone asked me what I what I am, and um, I would just I, I'm a I'm a I'm a black girl, I'm a black woman, and I would leave it at that because. If they asked a question beyond the initial question, I didn't feel like I had the answers. What advice might the Angela of today share with the Angela of, you know, your childhood um, in response to that question? You know, um, I think I would probably say you are who you are and be proud of who you are. And don't allow questions to make you feel that you are less than. Just live who you are. Um, and I also would have told myself to ask my older relatives more questions. Yes, you can never ask your family too many questions. Um, friends, listening out there, take a moment after this podcast. Write down a couple questions that you want to know more about, maybe in your family's history. And make a moment to ask someone in your family. Maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's a cousin. Take time. Oh, yeah. All right. So, Angela, you've been sharing a lot about, like, all this work that you've been putting into Park Day, <laughs> running uh, a marathon at a sprint's pace every day. And uh, it takes a toll on you. <laughs> but you come back every day shining, smiling, ready to go. How do you keep such high levels of joy and positivity, especially during this challenging time? You know, um, my family is so very important to me. I'm an only child. Um, and 
and my family's really small. So I don't have children. It's my husband and my mom and dad. And so I make sure that I connect with them daily and talk to them about what happened during the day or not. Just they feed me. Um, I think the other thing that keeps me grounded is because I believe in something larger than myself. And so my spiritual life is very important to me. So mindfulness, meditation, and prayer are a big part of how I, I keep myself anchored and, and strong. Wow, we might have to have you back for another episode to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of keeping yourself strong and, and filling yourself up, um, I ran into you, I don't know, maybe it was back in December before you, you had started. And we ran into each other at the Greek Theater. Yes. You remember that? I do. I was like, uh-oh, that's, that's the new boss coming in. But wait, she's here to see Most Deaf and Eric Badu. I want to get to know her. So for every episode of If You Knew Me Mondays, we're going to take time, hear about what music sums them up or what music they're listening to, what music really describes who they are. So we'll be ending the show listening to... Uh, Erica Badu. Great. Since that was our first connection point. <laughs> but can you share maybe one or two songs on your list and why did you include them? All right. Well, it was hard to choose just seven songs. <laughs> I will say that. Um, and it was actually hard for me to put them in categories aside from what's currently on my playlist. So one thing that's on my playlist right now is um, Inner City Blues, Make Me Wanna Holler by um, Marvin Gaye. And it's so relevant in this time. So the song came out, I can't remember the exact date, but in the 60s. And we are now in 2020. And he's talking about police brutality. He's talking about socioeconomic disparity um, and just access that black people didn't have then and we still don't. And so while it is a song that makes me feel like we should have made more progress, it's a song that allows me to process what's happening now in a contained way. So I blasted, played a couple of times, and then I'm over it and kind of move on. So I kind of compartmentalize it by listening listening to that song. Mm, I call that medicine music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Maybe another song that's just fun um, for me, and it it brings me back to a very simple time, is a song called Back to Life by Soul to Soul. And to me, that song is Spelman College. That song is me as a 18, 19, 20-year-old and having a carefree, fun experience uh, for the first time on my own. Mm, I can just visualize Angela cutting the rug right now. (laughs) Nice. Angela, thank you so much for taking the time to share about yourself. It's been a real honor to have this time with you, and it's been super awesome getting to work with you. And thank you for holding it down in so many different ways for our community. Angela, do you have any last words or appreciations you'd like to share with our listeners? I do. Uh, I want to say thank you, Arjuna. I feel honored to be the first guest on this show, on the podcast. I want to appreciate you for even doing this. I think it is out of the box. I think it's creative and it allows for members of our community to have more visibility. So I really appreciate you. Oh, yeah. Um, I've also appreciated this community, the warmth and the, the, 
just the the positive reception that I've received from all members of this community. Um, they're heartening and they're humbling. So I just want to thank the whole Park Day community. Oh, yeah. I feel the love. Thank you so much. All right, friends. Once again, this is your host, Arjuna Saeed. And that does it for our first episode of FU Knew Me Mondays. For each episode, again, there's a People Power playlist featuring our guest pick every week so you can hear Angela's picks. And there's also a palette to share your thoughts and feedback. Your feedback is a gift and will help us to improve with each episode. So please take a moment to share your thoughts. Speaking of gifts, please share If You Knew Me Mondays with your friends and extended community so they too can learn about what guides, what inspires, and what fulfills the amazing people who call Park Day home. This has been If You Knew Me Mondays, and we'll catch you next time around. Thank you. Just